We hope that you are going to enjoy this episode of Connect, Inspire, Create, hosted by Carol and Trish. As two coaches, we invite you to connect with the wonderful guests we have on our show, who we hope will inspire you to live your life and build your business with enthusiasm and create what you desire with freedom and fresh ideas. You will find Carol on LisbonRetreats.com and Trish at HealthyLifeMindset.com. I am Carol. Welcome. Hey, I'm Trish. Welcome to our show, Connect, Inspire, Create. This week, we are chatting with our guest, Terry Short, about why words matter, effective communication skills. Welcome, Terry. Thank you, ladies. I'm so pleased to be here. I'm going to let Trish just give a brief intro and tell our audience um, a little bit about you behind the scenes. Absolutely. Terry, we're so excited to have you today. Uh, Terry is a human potential developer, has been a coach in some capacity her entire career. She has more than 30 years of leadership experience. Through coaching, speaking, and facilitating, she's inspired countless people to connect to their why and to harness the power of empathy and personal relationships. Terry is the author of The Words We Choose, Your Guide to How and Why Words Matter. I'm looking forward to learning more about that, Terry. Um, it was awarded a 2020 American Book Fest finalist. Your book was. That's great. Um, so we're so happy to have you today and um, can't wait to learn all that you have to share with our listeners. Carol, back to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I know that we are located, you know, we talk about our audience being global, global woman, but at the moment, all three of us are here in the U.S. Terry, you are yep. in? I'm in Island Park, Idaho, which I, I tease is the middle of nowhere, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's I'm beautiful. Like, uh, Trish, you obviously know the area. I do not. I am in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. And Trish is also in a beautiful place. Am I correct? Yes. And right before we hit record, um, Terry and I were talking about, I'm in Northwest Montana, about an hour from Glacier Park. We do have a little bit of forest fire smoke today. Um, but where Terry is, for the listeners who may or may not know, and Terry, you can expand on this, but she is really close. She says she can see the Teton Mountains. And Terry, Joel and I have actually been to the Targi Music Festival several times out there, not far from Driggs. And mm -hmm. so we love the Northwest. We love our mountains. It's beautiful. So we're about 45 minutes from Driggs. And uh, two weekends ago, we did the hot air balloon festival there. Oh my gosh. Which is it, that and the, and the music festival are the two highlights. That's lovely. Yeah. That's another one thing that New Mexico is known for. October is our hot air balloon festival. Right. I've yet to get up into a hot track. air balloon. Well, Chris, yes. you'll have to come and visit. You can come and stay in my yurt, which is where I'm recording from at the moment. But we were going to ask um, each of you, Terry, what are you looking forward to this week? Oh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting out fishing. So we're uh, we're in a, on a in a cabin right on the river, and every day, you know, I'll be making lunch, and I'll look and I'll think the fish are rising, but I still have coaching calls and things to do. And then by the time I'm ready to fish, the fish aren't rising. So this week I'm going <laughs> exactly. to put some time aside. It's really the fly fishing capital of, 
of the United States. So yep. I, I need to commit to uh, taking advantage of that. That sounds wonderful. Trish, how about you? What are you looking forward to this week? I just want to ask Terry every question in the world. <laughs> Fly fishing is, I mean, we, we came from Sisters Oregon before this, but so I am not a fly fisher person, but again, for the listeners who don't know, Terry is, is really in one of the, the capital places for fly fishing. So I'm incredibly interested in that. Um, I am in the midst of getting ready to build a log home. So it is a mammoth production. I've let everything go to the wayside uh, except for this big central focus. So that's what I'm looking forward to is just keeping those plans moving forward in Polson, Montana. That's where we're going to be building it. That's lovely. Wonderful. Well, it's kind of weird. I'm actually enjoying the fact that I'm working from a different space with my modem being blown and fried by a storm. I'm working from our Airbnb, which is on our property, which is a yurt that we put up many years ago, because it actually feels like going to a co-working space. I leave home and I come down the road and I unlock the door and I'm working here and then I lock the door and leave. Carol, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. um, So there's no after hours work, which I tend to get sucked into. But Terry, let's get into asking you. I know yes. words, words we choose. And um, just this is so, so important. But I know one of the things you shared with us was something called a personal podcast. And I find that fascinating. So um, tell us yes, about well, what you call your personal podcast. Absolutely. Well, you know, we I love podcasts and this one that that you all produce as well. And and everybody's listening to podcasts all the time. And you know, people have their earbuds in and they're listening to podcasts. And I think, hmm, how much attention do we pay to what I call your personal podcast? And that's that internal narrative that's playing sometimes at three o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> that's playing constantly. And it it actually makes me think, Trish, of a um, one of the bits and bites, I think bits and bites number six that you did recently about the shoulds, what I call the shoulds, like don't let anyone should you. <laughs> and I, I say, abandon the should. So it, it's that sort of thing that that on your personal narrative, uh, personal podcast, you allow those words. And sometimes like you teased out the words of others, others yes. telling you that you should or shouldn't. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you're touching on this. I told Carol right before we, before you came on, I, I want to be sure and ask you about this. So please tell us more. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing on this personal podcast. This is what I through my coaching practice, I try to help people understand is that each of us for our personal podcast that's playing, we get to be the the, the producer, the director, we get to, the narrator, the host, we get to choose who comes on that person, just like you chose me today, right? Yeah. We get to choose who gets to come on that podcast. And and, and what's playing um, on that podcast 24-7, basically. So do we choose the voice of our a parent, or the voice of our, an in-law, <laughs> the oh, voice of our boss. That's a good point. Good point. Right? And if we choose those voices and we allow them to play on our podcast, why is that? What value do their words bring? So that's what I, I focus on is that what is the value of allowing this person's word choices. So back to the shoulds, the person who's telling me I should or shouldn't do something. What is the value of listening to that on my personal podcast? So that's what goes through my mind. And and in my coaching practice, I help people 
sort of tease out. And because if there is no value and it doesn't serve the individual, then doesn't belong on your personal podcast. Mm, I love that. And then there's the flip side to that is holding on to those positive affirmations that have come from people. And I just, you know, I'm thinking of one yesterday and somebody mentioned something to me that was so uplifting and I've been, I've been holding on to that. And so instead of sort of sinking into, you know, criticism or self-criticism that we all do so, so easily mm-hmm. is grasping that and popping that in and going, let's float on those words, um, you know, to, to lift us up. Yeah, that's right. So making that a concert conscious choice. So whose voice is it your voice and what now we get to what words I'm going to choose for my personal podcast, right? So it might be something inspirational that I read or, you know, that I'm going to play that over and over again, because it, it inspires me and it uplifts me as opposed to the word choices of others or myself that that minimize or limit or diminish me. And so I'll give you an example. One of my um, pet peeve examples, let's say, is the word just. And particularly when I hear women say, I'm just this. I, you know, my past corporate life, I'd hear, um, I'd hear women say, I'm just the executive assistant. And I think to myself, gosh, if they had a bubble above their head, <laughs> it would say, I keep absolutely everything organized. None of the executives would get to their meetings on time or be prepared. <laughs> so there's no just, there's no reason to minimize what the contribution of that individual is. So I like you can't that. allow it I on like your that. podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. And that goes for everybody in anything that they do mm-hmm. is to validate yourself and realize you, whatever you do is important. That's right. That's right. And, and let's stick with the word just sometimes an individual says, um, I just want to share the, um, outcomes from the, the project we've been working on using that word just minimizes what they want to share. I want to share the highlights from the project that we're working on, you know, straight up without the minimization and love it. Yeah. There's confidence. There's such confidence in that, claiming right. it, that I think that that just, um, yeah. So while we're on business operations, Trish, I know that the we you had another question for Terry. That, so basically, words that can undermine, um, talking about uh, how to tie words into your organizational values and be more intentional about upholding values. We wanted, mm-hmm. we were hoping you could expand on that, Terry. Yeah, well, let's start with undermine. And I think, you know, I believe some of your listeners as business owners, that this might be valuable to them to think about what I, you've heard this before, I'm sure what I um, think about is what you permit, you promote. So Mm -hmm. when you allow others to say things that either denigrate the the, the organization, another individual, the team, then it brings everything down and you're not living your values. So for example, simple things that undermine such as um, that's not how we do it here. That's oh, the thing that's that, a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. That the new person hears, right? That's not how we do it here. Mm-hmm. And then that's oftentimes followed up by they'll never go for that or they'll never allow that. So that's creating a, a we, they, us, them circumstance. It's like we've let our insecurities fall right out of our brain, you know, right out of our mouth. <laughs> it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so as the business owner or as a leader to, to 
to take care of that straight up, you know? So then if I heard you say that, Trish, Trish, I might say, um, gosh, you know, hold on a minute. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this, your sense of they, you know, we're all in this together and let's discuss the, you know, where that might be coming from and what Mm. will serve the organization best. So tell me, you know, I would dig a little deeper and say, tell me a little bit more about your, your, um, thought or what, what caused you to say that. Right. Where did that originate? Right. And if I could pop in quickly, what came to my mind to kind of, you know, extend on this thought, Terry, you know, our listeners are, are a lot of professional ladies, but to, to me, I see this as just my life, per- personal or professional. So I love what you said, because this can apply whether we're at work, whether we're in our church group, whether it's a group of friends. I love the idea of creating that positive habit for our lives in general. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that something that you um, offer in your coaching sessions, Um, you know, whether they're a professional or for their personal lives? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That actually gets down to ownership. You know, Mm -hmm. when, when I'm coaching anyone, I'm, I'm interested and I'm curious about uh, their sense of ownership. And when we say things that undermine ourselves <laughs> or others or the organization, and we're choosing sort of that we, they, and we're, we're putting, we're putting things on another person. Same with should. When I say I should do this, this coming weekend, I'm still putting the ownership of that doing on something outside of myself. So, so often the words that we choose uh, are cause us to abandon that own ownership, or at least it's perceived as we're abandoning ownership. And so from a leadership business owner um, perspective, be very conscious of that. Be very conscious of how, well, personally, how you're choosing words, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. also what you're allowing others to say that could be undermining or limiting to the organization. And I, I love that. Because, yes, yeah. go ahead, Carol. No, no, I was just thinking of this in aspect to our listeners and many of people who have are growing their business from a solopreneurship into an entrepreneurship are working with team members remotely. And so that be a virtual assistant that they're working with or somebody who's producing or somebody who's handling their marketing for them and the importance, then they're still a team. Mm -hmm. Still a team. Good point. Good point. You know, the importance of working together and using the the right words. And, you know, that should, yeah, it's kind of like it allows an excuse to come in the way as opposed to claiming it and moving. That's a really good point. That's just kind of what... um, well, Carol, to to your point there too, the word no pops into my head because with my clients, and I know a lot of coaches work with clients um, on the word no. Um, you know, it's a complete sentence. The reason I throw that in there is, Terry, for me, I hear a lot of women in particular, probably men too, um, struggling with how to gently advise people on being more positive without them feeling offended, especially with social media, when we're not in person, we're not getting to see those, those um, nonverbal cues, you know? So um, what are your thoughts on that in terms of how, once we know the way to shift, you know, the conversation to a more positive um, uh, conversation, what are some ways you might offer our listeners and Carol and I in terms of um, how we might do that in a gentle way, whether we're seeing them on Zoom or in person. 
Right. So I, I'm going to tie it back to word choices and, Good. you know, as you would suspect, because that's my yeah. thing. <laughs> so that, so before I do though, you're, you're, you're touching on something that, um, in my mind falls under word choices, but it's, it's not an overt word choice and that's listening. So that active listening, and that's what you were touching on Trish is that, you know, you're, you hear something and you suspect, but you want to turn it around to the positive that starts with that active listening. And really what are you perceiving? And as a coach, what are you hearing? What are you absorbing from what the other person's um, providing? So that when you when I think about that and I and I hear what the word choices others are choosing, I, I like to talk about two things. Yes and so you started with the word no as a definitive. When someone's saying something and you're listening, so so, so on and so forth, and yes and that. And then you listen and you observe and you say, hmm, yes, and and you move to the affirmative and the positive. So almost allowing what might've been negative to fall away mm. and, and move forward with yes. And like the river that I, what told a you great about. shift. Yes, what a great yes, shift. And, and it's a flow because right? you think it could be yes, but, <laughs> Which, and that'll take you down a completely different road. Right. You're so right, Carol. Yeah. But yep. yes. And, um, moves you into the positive, the positive realm that, um, right. So oh, I, I, uh, contend that 98% of the time you can remove the word, but there's no reason for it. It truncates, it severs the conversation, the thought process. And if we if we stop using that word and replace it with end, then it's an affirmation. It's a, it's a, I'm listening to you because I've absorbed what you've said and want to offer this or want to add this as well. So I, I encourage all listeners, if that's, you know, one thing to do is to, to catch yourself on the use of the word, but which is so limiting and so um, definitive and so truncating and stop that severing and elongate the conversation and extend it and um, create more of an affirmative conversation. Wonderful. Is there time for one more question, Carol? Of course. Go ahead. Great. This is so honestly, listeners, I mean, Terry, we, as always, we could go much longer. Um, So I think it's in the line of this conversation today. Uh, words, words definitely matter. I struggle with, and I notice in conversations in this day and age, uh, I'd hate to label the younger set, <laughs> but conciseness. What's a positive way to, in a group setting, to prevent myself or others from heading in another direction that isn't relevant. So often we're jumping all over the place. And what would you suggest with our words that matter in a positive light um, to take charge as a leader or just in a simple conversation and stay the course of the topic, stay on task. It's so hard to do self-included. That's a great question. Trish, I must say in my book, which is what, 200 pages long, probably a hundred times I talk about intention more than that. I talk about what is your intention? So you're find yourself in that circumstance, a group of people, and you're about to speak. Pause. I call it practice the pause, practice the pause long enough to establish your intention. If I say, 
what is my intention in opening my mouth at this point in this conversation with these people? And I think about that even in just a few seconds, if I decide this is my intention to change the outcome of the conversation, to insert some positivity, to be sure that they understand my position, whatever it is. Now I say, then exactly which words should I choose in order to do that? What happens is without... Uh, without that, without that focus on the intention, we go all over the place. (laughs) And so if we say, what is my intention? I'm going to speak three sentences and my intention is to cover this, this, and this. Now you need to train yourself to do that in a nanosecond, you know, or maybe in a meeting, jot down a few notes. And when it's your turn, speak to those exact things because you're clear about what your intention is. I love that. And then you can let go of the control of the room when you just control your own. That's wonderful. Yep. That's, that helps me. That's a challenge I have. But yeah, that was wonderful. That's um, well, I know that, you know, referring people, I need to grab your book to find out more about this and they can correct. They can get a free chapter on your website of the words we choose your guide to how and why words matter. And you will find that simple and easy website. And this will be in the show notes at shortgroup.net. But Terry, thank you for being with us. We will add the places where people can find you. I know that at the moment you have a four-part course, if I'm correct, on Words Matter course. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell our audience just a brief intro to that? Absolutely. I took the content of the book and I brought it to life. And so there are four courses and each has six um, individual lessons. And each lesson has a, a 10 to 20 minute video. And then really where the rubber hits the road is there's a, an action sheet where you do some reflecting, you, you, you know, you noodle on some of the concepts and then make a commitment and how that now, how is that information going to serve you? So that's, I think the, the stickiness of it, if you will. That, I love that the combination of the book and the course together yep. and to move you forward um, into, yeah, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Well, our listeners will be able to find you not only on shortgroup.net, but LinkedIn. I believe you hang out there along Trisha and myself, but seem to find yes. LinkedIn one of our favorite platforms. And then you're on Twitter and and Instagram, and I'll pop that into the show notes. But Terry, if there was one piece of advice and you've shared Plenty of wonderful advice, but just to give a little nugget to our listeners, what would you leave them with? Well, this is a sort of a big thing to contemplate, but I like to say to the listeners that yours is the voice of humankind. And when you carry the weight of that, it helps us be inspired to choose our words wisely. Mm, love that. Love that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, again, we just really appreciate you joining us today and sharing all this wisdom and letting us stop and think about the words that we use before we use them. Be intentional. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Ladies. Thanks for listening. If you have loved what you've listened to today, we'd love for you to share it with your friends. I am Carol and share systems and tools to help you get things done in your business. If you love traveling like I do and want to find time to plan your content ahead, do take a look at my courses at simplystart.biz. Trish is a certified professional life coach 
and is ready to help you make a change working in areas of stress and burnout with daily practices that help her clients return to what she calls their sweet spot or the karma center. She hosts four-session women's small circle groups and you will find out more about Trish at HealthyLifeMindset.com. Do come and connect with us on social. You'll find us both active on LinkedIn, Carol Clegg and Trish Kenny. If you have a story to share with our audience, stop by our website, connectinspirecreate.com and leave us a message or send us a voicemail. We will be back with another episode on the first and third Friday of each month. Have a fabulous day.